I'm Will. And I'm Phil, and we play in Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yelton. And you're listening to KCOU Columbia. 88.1. Fat Damon. Fat Damon. Fat Damon. I love that. fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Are you ready for some high-octane talk? Do you live for the thrill of fast cars and close vendors? Then tune in to Burnin' Rubber every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM. Join Hal Estep and myself, Sterling Siemens, as we discuss the latest in NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, and other racing series from around the world. Don't miss the Can't Miss Motorsports Talk Show of Mizzou Student Radio, Burnin' Rubber, Thursdays at 8 a.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia.
afternoon as always that was aerodynamic from daft punk uh good afternoon and welcome to this sports saturday hate the player not the game you might have heard me tuesday say this but uh yeah can i give you all there is about college football maybe a little bit of nba talk if i have time but uh let's get right into it because this is a packed monster saturday of college football so let's start with some Tuesday night Maction. Of course, the best time of the year is when Maction comes back. <clears throat> Toledo took down Kent State and thwarted their upset attempt by two and won 35 to 33. So the uh, Toledo has become bowl eligible. So a good year for them right in the mix in the wild and crazy Max of this year. The MAC has a lot of teams hovering around 500 competing for the conference championship, so it will be a fun end of the year there. So they actually stuffed a two-point conversion attempt from Kent State to win it. Um, but the uh, Kent State Golden Flashes played a lot better than really anybody expected. Uh, Shaquille Seymour, specifically, their running back, had 175 yards and two touchdowns rushing, so a great job from him. Who did not play that well was quarterback Eli Peters, only threw for 194 yards. But uh, their defense played fantastic, uh, considering how much the uh, Toledo offense was. But um, Western Michigan and Ball State was the second game of that first Tuesday night action package. They also became bowl legible, the Broncos did, when they beat Ball State 35-31. to So it was the Levante Bellamy show for WMU Western Michigan on Tuesday. Um, he had 157 yards and three touchdowns rushing, probably his best performance of the year. Um, Caleb Huntley on the other side, though, had a fantastic day, too. 120 yards and one touchdown rushing. So um, Ball State was very much in this game. If they could only keep up in that second quarter where Western Michigan kind of went ahead. And um, uh, Western Michigan's quarterback was Zink and another running back for Western Michigan. Mixon Jr. had 40-yard touchdown runs in that second quarter. So if they would have stopped those and maybe make a few crucial other plays, they would have cruised to a victory. But a nice victory by the Broncos there to become bowl eligible 
but definitely preferred them to have a few more wins as the Mac looks like it might send a quite a few teams to bowls this year. So definitely would not want them missing out on a spot being six and six. But uh, Tuesday college football is the best night for college football. So uh, Maxion didn't stop for anybody, though. It continued Wednesday night with Miami of Ohio beating Ohio University 24-21. to So Miami kind of taking more control of a wild MAC East. Like I said, a lot of teams around 500 all around the MAC kind of pursuing those conference championship spots. But it was really just a team effort for the Red Hawks, as you could probably tell from the score. Um, pretty low scoring for a MAC game especially a weeknight one. So uh, the defense was definitely the key Wednesday night. Okay, time to get to some of the best conference in college football, the American Athletic Conference action. Temple beat USF 17-7 on kind of a low-key Thursday night game in Tampa, Florida. And they also, like Western Michigan and Toledo, became bowl eligible. So defense was really the only reason the Owls won this game. Uh, yeah, they had a pretty key scoop and score to take a uh, 14-0 lead, and they generally stuffed the USF rush offense all night. Um, a good bounce-back game for them. Struggled with SMU and UCF, so a good performance from them. Who did not have a good performance, though, was Anthony Russo, their quarterback, he had just 164 yards and one interception. Probably his worst performance all year, but still has time to keep it going. Um, and uh, definitely with the caliber of quarterback that we've seen Anthony Russo be, this is a very off game for him. Uh, Jordan McLeod, the USF quarterback, um, thrown in to the pocket just randomly after Blake Barnett got injured. A true freshman, kind of a running quarterback, thrown into more of a passing quarterback system. So a hard time for him there. But he uh, he had a tough start at first. But um, right now he's doing a lot better. The Bulls are 4-5. and five, um, But he played a very key role in four, in those four wins. Um, but the uh, Bulls just could not get anything going on offense. Um, their star running back, Jordan Cronkright, only had 21 yards rushing. So definitely not the performance you would like to see from such a high-powered running back that you can usually rely on for at least like 100 yards. So, um, But the uh, Bulls now need to win two or three to become bowl legible. It's going to be a very uphill battle for them. They got Cincinnati, Memphis, and UCF left on their schedule in the last three weeks. So it's yet to see how they do with that. But I have a feeling that the Bulls will not be going bowling for the first year in a while. A big surprise for them there after coming back to 4-4 four and four this season. All right, now we had one other game Thursday night. Louisiana Lafayette or more widely known, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, crushed Coastal Carolina 48-7. to The Raging Cajuns now 7-2 and and firmly in control of the Sun Belt West. Sun Belt looking like a sneakily good conference this year. 
But uh, more importantly, I still have no idea how this Coastal Carolina team pulled one out against Kansas. Because Kansas actually looks fairly good this year, so a little shocking there. And then let's get to some Friday night action. The uh, Tulsa murder gauntlet, as I've well covered on Hate the Player, Not the Game. It ended with a win. They stunned US UCF 34-31. to 31. So all around, it was a great performance by the Tulsa defense and the Tulsa offense. But more so, it was a horrible performance from the UCF Knights. Um, somebody that struggled especially was true freshman quarterback Dylan Gabriel. He had quite a few picks in that performance. Not that many yards to balance it out. So a tough one for him there. UCF kind of was just infuriating all night to watch, making a lot of penalties, just not being the team that they have shown themselves to be. But Tulsa just played fantastic all night. Um, definitely deserved this win. I feel like they've deserved a few of the wins that they've almost gotten as a part of the Tulsa murder gauntlet. Um, but it really all just comes down to that last fourth and short play where uh, UCF actually stopped Tulsa and almost had the ball back at around like their own 45 and then it turns out that they had a 12 minute on the field penalty and it wasn't even like they were all stacked in the box the guy was running off the field and there was another guy running onto the field so it just didn't really make much sense for that to happen but um UCF's first two losses really just felt like close losses that could have gone either way. Just kind of luck. But um, this one definitely felt like one that the Knights kind of almost deserved to lose. But, um, yeah, going to be a tough one to pull out this season for the Knights. Three losses now. Got some key games coming up. So we'll have to see where it takes them. They definitely are not going to a New Year Six Bowl. Something that is a little shocking to a lot of people considering where they were at the beginning of the season. And then finally, to wrap up our weekday action, Washington beat Oregon State 19-7. to um, While their offense did not do much, their defense just absolutely murdered the Beavers' offensive line. But uh, that is all I have for that game. Not much going on between Oregon State and Washington there. Oregon State still definitely recovering as a program so uh now we're gonna get into some college football updates you might have heard on the last show about the Baylor Bears and TCU Horn Frogs being in overtime I can say that Baylor has won that game off of an interception won at 29 to 23 definitely a shock considering how low scoring it was in the early parts of those games but Baylor did pull it out. Um, LSU, Alabama. Um, LSU is actually leading that 10 to 0 in Tuscaloosa right now. <clears throat> so a great job from the Tigers there. Not something a lot of people expected. Tua Tagovailoa still playing though. But uh, yeah, looks like it is fourth down for the Crimson Tide. So LSU getting the ball back shortly near the end of the first quarter. Um, Kansas State, Texas. Um, a little shocking to see. This is a this team matchup has a ranked team in it, but that ranked team is Kansas State. 
At number 16, Texas, of course, 5-3, and three, recently dropped out of the rankings. Um, at the end of the first quarter, Kansas State winning that 14-0. to zero. Wake Forest and Virginia Tech just hitting the start of the second quarter. Low-scoring ACC matchup, a little bit of surprise considering that conference lately. Um, three to three, one field goal apiece. Um, UConn, Cincinnati nearing the end of the first quarter. Cincinnati, unsurprisingly, winning by a lot, 14 to zero. UConn, do not think they are going to end up with another win for the rest of this year. Um, some more Big Ten action. Iowa, Wisconsin currently tied in the beginning of the first quarter. Um, not much going on right now for them. Number one, newly minted number one, Ohio State. Cruise to a huge victory over Maryland. A little bit unexpected if you only paid attention to Maryland during about the first two weeks of the season. Um, they won that one, 73-14. to 14. Um, Florida absolutely destroyed Vanderbilt. 56 to 0. Trask had a career day, three touchdowns, 363 yards. Looked very good. Still confusing to me how Mizzou found a way to loss, lose to Vanderbilt. We'll see if they find a way to not lose against Florida in just a week's time here at Faroe Field. Um SMU some American Conference action now had a close one with East Carolina. Um, ECU, of course, last week had a very close game with Cincinnati. That was taken away from them at the very end. Um, so playing up to their competition again this week. Um, SMU won it late, 59-51. to 51, But, I mean, you gave up 51 points to East Carolina. Um their defense just needs to shape up a lot, especially with Navy coming in two weeks. They need to uh, not give up that many points to any program. Um, but Holton Allers, again, the story of the game, second straight week in the second straight loss, unfortunately. Um, he had a fantastic performance again, 498 yards, six touchdowns. Not more you could ask from a quarterback, especially from the ECU Pirates. Um, Shane Buchel, though, also had a fantastic day with 414 yards and five touchdowns. So uh, the road to the Cotton Bowl still rages on for the Mustangs. Um, still galloping towards that. They just need a Memphis loss sometime in the next few weeks. Um, looking at it, that looks like the best chance for that is going to be when they face Cincinnati in the Liberty Bowl. Um, if Memphis wins that, they will most likely play Cincinnati the next week again in the Liberty Bowl. But if they lose that, they could very well give it up to the winner of SMU Navy. So that is in at Navy Marine Memorial Corps Stadium. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough environment for SMU to win, especially with giving up so many to ECU today, but that Navy SMU game, especially depending on how Navy does against Notre Dame next week, of course, that being one of the best rivalries in all of college football, not just for the game, but for the history, um, depending on how Navy does, could shape up to be 
like one of the biggest AAC games of the year, two teams with one losses, maybe, depending on how next week goes. SMU has a bye next week. Um, a huge win this morning, though. The Minnesota Golden Gophers um, beat Penn State on off of a red zone interception and a very good defensive performance all day. Um, TCF Bank Stadium very notably was uh, pretty raucous for a uh, 12 p.m. start time. Um, Minnesota Santa Morgan, great day at quarterback, 339 yards, three touchdowns against a team as good as Penn State. Great performance out there. Um, Brashad Bateman, though, um, a wide receiver for Minnesota, was um, probably the MVP of the game. He had an insane 203 yards and one touchdown receiving. Um, one of the craziest chat lines I've seen in a while. And then uh, rounding out the early morning matchups. I just want to say this because the Western Kentucky Heeltoppers got bowl eligible. A little bit of an upset here, um, depending on how much you respect Arkansas football still. But uh, the Hilltoppers beat them 45-19. to Of course, not the first loss for Arkansas against a group of five team. Lost to San Jose State earlier in the season. Um, pretty embarrassing for Arkansas, though, to lose by that much. But the Hilltoppers got bowl eligibility in a big way. But again, there's probably going to be a lot of teams bowl eligible. So WKU definitely should get another win at some point to uh, find themselves um, in a bowl. All right, looking back at some updates for the current slate of college football games. LSU still beating Alabama. Alabama got a uh, punt return, though, so only down by three now. Texas scored a touchdown, 14-7 Kansas State. And that one, Virginia Tech hit another field goal. So it is 6-3 midway through the second quarter. Defensive battle shaping up in Blacksburg, Virginia right now. Um, UConn still struggling against Cincinnati. Although a little bit of a moral victory right now as Cincinnati just has 17 points on them early into the second quarter. Definitely looking for the Bearcats to score a lot more points in that one. Um, more Big Ten action. Big Ten West, of course, where Minnesota now very much controls their own destiny heading into the last few weeks. Um, Iowa winning 3-0 to halfway through the first quarter, so not much brewing there. It is time to look in the general direction of the NBA. So the... Uh, Let's start off with the Boston Celtics, who are now in control of the Eastern Conference at 6-1. So they are undefeated since their opening night loss to the 76ers. Um, Kemba Walker leading the team with 24 points a game. Um, in my, definitely, definitely not my opinion here, just a statement of fact that they need to put in Taco Fall. Definitely don't just want to see that big of a man running up and down an NBA floor. I realize he got some action earlier, but uh, I think he could definitely be a difference maker for the Boston Celtics later. Um, 
But who hasn't been that much is Carson Edwards. Um, a little bit surprising after how good he played at Purdue. But um, if he gets starts to get more comfortable and uh, get more playing time, that bench for the Celtics will be absolutely lethal. But they have a big game in San Antonio in less than 30 minutes. Um, but we will get to the Spurs later. Um, now it's time to talk about the fall of the Philadelphia 76ers, who, of course, are the Boston Celtics' only loss. Um, they got three straight losses, um, but they were all two great teams. Uh, can really explain away all of them. The Suns are, of course, fiery hot to start the season, have newfound depth all around, so they are looking great. Um, the Jazz have as much, if not more, depth than the 76ers if everybody's playing great. And uh, the Nuggets and Jokic just kind of outplayed them. Um, the one thing that was concerning about that game in Denver is that they had a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter, and then Jokic had 16 in that quarter alone. So very concerning there. But I uh, kind of had to know that a tough stretch was going to come for the 76ers at some point. Um, it's probably better that it's coming now so they can work out those kinks before they get into the real meat of their schedule around December or so. But uh, a team still surging and now tied with the Sixers in terms of how many losses they have is the Miami Heat are 6-3 and three following a 15-point loss to the Lakers. Um, very surprising to score 80 points like that. Um, you have to, you don't win NBA games scoring 80 points, so kind of boggles me how they only did that. Um, but they still have five players averaging over 13 a game. Um, impressive depth there that will ensure a consistent season. It is always good when you have that many guys in your lineup and coming off the bench that can score double-digit points a game because if one guy goes off, the next guy just picks him up. Um, but it was um, bad luck with that Lakers loss. So it's 95 to 80 is very weird for a modern NBA game. But... uh the Heat missed like 15 or so shots in a row in the fourth quarter and only ended up scoring six down the stretch. So when you miss that many shots, you're not going to win a game, but you're going to lose some. That's just basketball. But uh, finishing up in the Eastern Conference is the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, had a little bit of a rough start, but are now doing fantastic. They are fourth in the East, tied with the... Miami Heat at 6-3. and three. They just lost on a buzzer beater to the Jazz a few nights ago, continuing the string of teams losing to the Jazz lately. Um, but Giannis just producing another MVP season. Last season, he was absolutely insane. He's been great all around for the Bucks the past few years, but this season seems like even on another level than his... MVP season. He has 29 points per game right now, 14 rebounds, 7 assists, a player efficiency rating of 34.5, and is shooting 57% from the field. So those are just superhuman stats from 
Ante Dekumbo right there. Um, I mean, Middleton and Bledsoe are still producing. Everybody on the Bucks is kind of playing a backseat role right now. But still, nothing compares right now to what Antetokounmpo's force is just putting forth right now. If something happens to him, I would worry a lot for the Bucks. But while he's uh, fine and healthy, I think everything's going to go smooth sailing for Milwaukee. Um, a team that is also surging as we continue to the Western Conference of the NBA are, like I said, the Utah Jazz. They beat the 76ers and the Bucks very close. Um, Bogdanovich had 33 and a buzzer beater in that Bucks game, so very impressive job by him there. Um, Donovan Mitchell, pretty steady, 25 points a game through nine. Rudy Gobert also being what you expect Rudy Gobert to be, playing great defense and uh, getting 13 rebounds a game. But um, the depth has not been all I have expected from the Jazz, to be honest, so far, specifically in guys like Joe Ingles and Mike Conley. Um, if they start producing like they have in years past, I think this Jazz team can run rampant through the West the way everybody else is playing right now, especially Bogdanovich. If Bogdanovich keeps producing at this level, the Jazz are going to go far. Going to the clip show in L.A., Clippers are also solid, now 6-3. and three. few of those losses are when Kawhi is out, but uh, Kawhi is just playing fantastic when he isn't resting due to his knee injury. Um, 29 points per game in the seven he's been healthy for. Um, but what the NBA did in finding the Clippers is kind of, um, I don't really agree with it considering what has happened. With his knee in the past, I think that you kind of just need to let that go in a way. Um, Lou Williams has 22 points a game coming off the bench. Montrez Harrell also has 20 points a game coming off the bench. So the bench mob uh, producing insanely for the Clippers right now. And then, of course, Laundry Chalmette and Avika Zubak after their performance in the playoffs last year were kind of an uncertainty for the Clippers, but... uh. 100% showing improvement right now. Um, the Lakers, other show in L.A., continuing their win streak now at 7-1. and one. Defense has been special so far, but will need to be better on offense eventually. Um, their health, with LeBron playing so hard right now on defense especially, it's going to be concerning. Um, he just said recently that he's going to refuse load management, kind of a bit of a puzzling decision as uh, the modern NBA very much values the playoffs over the regular season. So uh, just concerning there, especially just no offensive depth. It's just a whole bunch of madness going on in L.A. Um, Anthony Davis, though, playing very good. Um, just plopped himself right into the Lakers system. Uh, Frank Vogel, their coach, I have to say, a lot better than I expected. He uh, has been coaching them very well on defense. And uh, just to give you a picture of where the Lakers are right now, their uh, third leading scorer is Avery Bat Bradley. So don't know what's happening there. And then finally, the last team I'm going to look over are the fiery hot Phoenix Suns, also playing very solid. Um, had a tough loss to the Heat, but uh, that kind of countered their amazing win to knock off the thin undefeated 76ers. 
Um, Booker still solid with 25 points a game, about what you expect from Devin Booker. He'll probably continue to heat up as he gets into midseason form. Uh, but really who I want to highlight is Ricky Rubio, who has been exactly what the Suns have needed in the backcourt, just dishing out the ball the way he has, has been a great godsend almost for the Suns. Um, another key acquisition for the Suns has been Aaron Baines, actually, who at center with Aiden Howe has also just plugged himself in very nicely and is moving the ball around, getting a lot of points per game. I think he's close to 15 right now. And then Frank Kaminsky in that backup role for them. It's been surprisingly good, very low cost for a backup center. But uh, Phoenix looking great this year. And that is all I have for looking around the NBA.